Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bengals, like ESPN 1530. Cincinnati's sports station. Cincy 360 is back on ESPN 1530. Cincinnati's sports station. It's that time for talkbacks. Press the microphone and record your message. For Austin and Tome, please keep it clean and don't be mean. Add a sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. It's that time for talkbacks. Yeah. It's our favorite part of Cincy 360. Austin, buddy, play that talkback on your screen and please try not to sabotage it. I'll try my best not to. This is Cincy 360. My name is Austin Elmore. In for Tony Pike a couple more days until Thursday. When Tony returns from his beach vacation in Siesta Key, I'll tell you, I've got some questions for Anthony about his apparel. He's been wearing some flowery stuff. He certainly looks like a dad, I can tell you that much. But Tony, of course, enjoying some much-needed time away down in Florida. We'll see how uh, how that uh, shoulder's doing, how the separated rib is doing, see how well he actually played golf. We did get confirmation he played golf. I'm sure he'll tell us just how how much he battled through it and really played hurt and fought hard, and he'll say he made a hole-in-one or something, and he'll just be lying again like he normally does. All right, so Tony Pike returns Thursday. I'm Austin Elmore. In the meantime, we've got talkbacks. Here we go. This is Gilligan Milligan, the campaign manager for former President Ronald Reagan, <laughs> reminding everyone you can now follow him on the Twitter thingy mm-hmm. at Ronald Reagan 360. That's at Ronald Reagan 360. This is Slick Willie, and I do not approve of this talkback. How about that? So that was uh, Milligan Gilligan, Gilligan Milligan, whatever you want to call him. Putting a uh, plug out there for at Ronald Reagan 360 on Twitter. He does tweet, and uh, he's involved. Check him out. And um, going for a Slick Willie impression there at the end. I don't know how that was. I don't know if that was any good. Beep ebb and flow the show has better ebb and flow when austin does the show by himself is that a good thing is it a good thing to ebb and flow when i do the show by myself i don't know i guess it sounds like a good thing i don't know yo hey austin (laughs) happy monday you Celtics going down, Austin. Okay. Looking forward to seeing it. Go Bearcats. Um, thank you. I think you know I've been watching Ozark. I, I have about seven episodes, I think, left of Ozark. Eight and eight, nine, maybe. I don't know. If you sound, you remind me, your voice, Tony or Rocky or whoever the hell you are, of uh, Omar Navarro, and it's kind of scary. And if you don't know who Omar Navarro is, he's the uh, the the king of the drug cartel in uh, in Ozark. It's kind of scary, kind of scaring me a little bit. 
Yeah, this is Angry Alan here, and I want to know why <laughs> the Reds haven't developed any stud starting pitching mm. in 40 years. You had Soto, Browning, and Cueto, and that's been it. They'll find a way to screw up Hunter Green. Mark my words. And furthermore, why can't they develop a closer? Well, they developed a closer in um, in Eroldis Chapman. They developed a guy who I thought was a solid closer in Russell Iglesias. I think the overall problem is that they don't develop pitching, period. Um, starting pitching, I don't know that you can say you know they didn't develop when you had Johnny Cueto, who was an all-star for this team uh, and one of the best Reds pitchers in history. Um, I think there are some interesting starters here and there over the course of the last uh, 20 years or so. Mike Leake was one of the, the few players that went straight from um, college baseball to the major leagues, and he had a nice little run for the Reds for a while there. Um, Luis Castillo is a guy that they traded for very early in his career, and he has come up and, and is a stud starting pitcher. So, sure, they haven't put together a laundry list of, of great starting pitchers that they have drafted and developed. Developed, I'll give you that. But um, the ultimate question is is the same question that, that the Reds have always had a struggle with, and that's pitching. Like, they just can't figure out pitching. They can never seem to figure out pitching. And maybe that's the topic that Mo's going to talk about on his show tonight, but uh, I don't know. It, it's just – it's certainly it's frustrating because it's the same, you know, song and dance every single year – uh, about this team. By the way, we've promoted Mo a lot from uh, six to whatever tonight before the Reds game on uh, seven hundred WLW. Don't forget, after I get out of here, and the Power Hour takes over on ESPN Radio from three to six, Chad Brenda will be on, and you can throw all those Go Bearcats stuff at him, and he'll be able to uh, to tell you more about the Bearcats' latest recruits and the Nippert Stadium news about twenty three thousand five hundred. Season tickets being sold, what that uh, school is doing. There's new information now coming out, actually. Uh, John Cunningham, I believe, is speaking today about uh, the financial implications of UC joining the Big 12. I think that's happening right now. So Chad will be able to provide you some more details on that when he comes in at 3 o'clock today. Hello, this is former Ah, President Ronald Reagan. And, well, Audie, your question about James Brooks or Corey Dillon got me thinking Mm -hmm. about comparing two presidents. The shortest president, James Madison, the father of the Constitution, was great, but not anything as tough as the bull moose, Teddy Roosevelt. I think of James (laughs) Brooks, the shortest running back the Bengals ever had, as tough, but nowhere near as fearful and tough as Corey Dillon. Amen to that. Corey Dillon is like my favorite Bengal of all time. That's why I talk about him so much. Because I think he's kind of lost and forgotten in, in some parts of, of that terrible era of Bengals football. Um, it's funny, though, because I was thinking about this the other day. Like, when I think of, you know, who are my favorite Bengals players of all time, Corey Dillon is at the top of the list. That's because when I was a kid being indoctrinated to like the Bengals against my will, Corey Dillon was the best player on those teams. And he made the Bengals. To me, he was what was cool about the Bengals. That was until Chad Johnson came along. But then, you know, fast forward to now, I think my second favorite Bengal of all time is Giovanni Bernard, which is pretty interesting because Giovanni Bernard is kind of the modern-day James Brooks. Um, he just was never used at the ability, the, the rate he should have been used by Marvin Lewis, really, during the entirety of his career in Cincinnati, I think. 
Yeah, this is Angry Alan here. Oh, sorry, Angry Alan. I already got to yours, didn't I? I'm, I'm not, Hello. I'm all lost again. Hey, Audie. It's Jake from the field. Hey, Jake. Hey, from the Jason field. Tatum's got to have a takeover game tonight. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown's got to play well. Marcus Smart's got to do the have the lockdown defense of a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got to have a pretty good game out of Horford. And I think they can they can pull this out in seven. I mean, uh, what do you think? I agree. I think Marcus Smart needs to be the spark plug uh, today because when you look at the games Boston has won, he really has been a catalyst in a lot of different ways, kind of picking up for when Jason Tatum has had a poor shooting night or, or so on and so forth, and certainly Jalen Brown as well. Uh, but you're right. I mean, we need a performance tonight in terms of, and by we, I mean those who are rooting for the Boston Celtics. You need to see a performance tonight in which Jason Tatum takes over. He does something uh, incredible and uh, takes takes one of those performances very similar to going toe-to-toe with Steph Curry to keep Boston in it. That's what's going to have to happen tonight. Hey, Audie, it's Uber J checking in. Happy Uber Monday. J. Great show as always. Hey, just wanted to let you know I'm headed out on vacation tomorrow to Vegas. Uh, looking forward to meeting Tommy Pham out there since apparently he's a big deal. A big dog out there. Um, I'm also going to be putting some money down on my Bengals to mm. win the AFC North mm. and the Super Bowl and my Bearcats to win the AAC championship. So look forward to chatting with you next week when I get back. Might Take feel, care. Might, Jay, thank you so much. Might feel a little bit more confident on the Bengals there than I would on the Bearcats in terms of, of division championships. But uh, that sounds like fun, man. I've never been to Las Vegas. Would love to go one of these days, uh, I think. I don't know. Is, people say it's smaller, smaller than it looks maybe. I don't know. Um, but everybody has to go to Vegas at least some point in their life. But, yeah, man, uh, enjoy, have fun. Uh, hopefully you'll still tune in in the early morning hours out there in Las Vegas. This is Nick. Hey, Nick. I believe the offense is going to go through Joe Mixon this year. He was okay. a top five rusher last year in mm-hmm. the league. The offense has always kind of been going through Joe Mixon. I mean, look at the Oakland Raiders game where he had 30 carries. Yeah. Uh, I believe, you know, with the weapons, you got Chase, Boyd, Higgins, and then – I believe everybody is going to be sleeping on Hayden Hurst. Yes, he's not this elite receiving tight end, but I think he has the capability to open up the field in the middle. Well, the the opening up of the field is going to be by everybody else. It's just, is Hayden Hurst going to be able to handle that responsibility, I think is the question. And, and again, this is a guy who is not going to be option one or two or three or four. So we have to temper the expectations a little bit of what we're expecting from him. But I do agree with your point about Joe Mixon. I mean, because he has been really, really good the last couple of years and doing so with an offensive line that's subpar at best. And you're right. There were certain moments during last season where they really put the the, the game on his back. 29 carries week one against um, Minnesota. 30 carries against the Las Vegas Raiders. 28 against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game they won by 31 points. Um and he had a, a very impressive season, 1,200 yards rushing. And and um, the other thing about it was like it, it didn't feel like there was a bunch of games where he had over 100 yards, just three. Week one, the, the Raider game, 165 against Pittsburgh that day. But you look at the rest of these, he barely got over 80 yards in a lot of these games. But he, he was just doing enough. If you can Im- increase that from Joe Mixon's – output standpoint that's going to only make this offense better and I think you'll be able to do that certainly 
um, this year. And the other thing is, you only had three touchdowns, which I think is pretty fascinating. Um, if I'm looking at the right stat here, which I don't even know if I am because everything's kind of confusing, but not a lot of touchdowns for Joe Mixon. You'll see if that maybe will change uh, over the course of the season. And he also threw one in the Super Bowl, so pretty interesting. Willie here. Hey, Willie. Seriously considering hitting the parachute on my campaign. Whoa. We're underwater. I don't <laughs> like it. Marge may be weighing me down. What do you think, Austin? Let the president know. God bless America. God bless Talkbacks. Well, Willie, I, I wouldn't parachute anything yet. You know, we got to wait for Tony to get back. We got to talk about this a little bit, and then we'll kind of go from there. So don't do anything crazy. Um, Marge definitely is weighing you down, but, you know, that's internal discussions you have to have. Hey, Audie, it's Chris and Alexandria. Hey, Chris here. and Alexandria. Hey, you're doing a great job flying Thank solo you. as usual, Thank pushing you. buttons, flipping switches. Thank you. Hey, I think you're right on with Joe Mixon probably being the guy who's going to be uh, the upgrade to expect this year. You know, it's just a lot of uncertainty. Three offensive linemen who've never played together. Hayden Hurst, I mean, he's a nice piece, but I think it's a lot to expect, you know, what we're expecting mm -hmm. for guys that haven't played with this team. People think, oh, size the next Reggie White. It's like, come on, let's let's be realistic. Right, yeah. I mean, there's there's two interesting dynamics to the defensive line. Joseph Osai coming back, who had one good preseason game. Wyatt Hubert, who never got on the field after the Bengals drafted him. Uh, last year so those two are going to be interesting to watch certainly but I also think you know you have to keep in mind there's going to be some growing pains with this team nobody expected them to do what they did last year and Joe Burrow sets the tone and Joe Burrow elevates those around him and Joe Burrow is a leader and we get all of that it makes sense I get it however this is still a team full of really really young players and guys that are learning you know life in the NFL and if there's a benefit, it's the fact that the Bengals are one of two teams, along with the Kansas City Chiefs, that have a head coach and both coordinators in the same position and have had for the last four years. That obviously goes a long way uh, to have that continuity in today's NFL. That's going to help this team undeniably. And I think I read in a story by Jay Morrison on The Athletic this week that the Bengals are already on offensive installation 13, which is uh, ahead of schedule, obviously. Now, number one, they – have a lot of guys who have been here, and you have you have Brian Callahan, and, and they just played in the Super Bowl and all that, so that plays a role in it. But there's still going to be some growing pains by young players. There's going to be some moments because this team is that young. We'll talk about more of that tomorrow as well. We'll talk about Zach Taylor in comparison to Andy Reid. There were some interesting head coaching rankings released by Pro Football Focus that I don't I don't uh, agree with at all. We'll talk about that another time. Hey, Audie, it's Ryan from Mainville. Hey, Ryan. Uh, Corey Dillon, by far better Hell than yeah. James Brooks for one reason. Corey Dillon played on absolutely horrible teams. No question about it. He did more with way less. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And this is not to anything against James Brooks by any means, by any way, shape, or form. I'm just, you know, I was curious because I was a little surprised that the numbers were as close as they were. Austin, it's Johnny from Al Healthy here. Hey, you're a Coke Zero fan, right? You know how in its lifetime it's had like three different flavors when it originally came out? 
late 2000s, and then um, like 2015, 16, they changed the flavor and called it like zero sugar. That one was my least favorite. This is the last one. But the current thing, the current flavor that they have right now that they changed last year is undeniably one of the best sodas. It is delicious, tastes just like Coke without the calories. Wanted your thoughts. <laughs> um, I used to be addicted to Coke Zero, and then I – one year for a New Year's resolution, I said, I'm not going to drink pop anymore. And then I didn't drink pop for three years. I recently had a Coke Zero. The first time I tried it, I hated it. I took three drinks and threw it away. Um, I've had a couple more since then. It is the only pop I will drink. I very rarely have it because I just don't like pop anymore. Um, but yeah, man, good for you. I didn't realize that they had gone through multiple variations of flavors. It's not something that I have ever thought about ever in my life. But you know what, Johnny? That's why you bring that to the table. That's why, you know, you and Jay and Jay and you slay and it's all day and the whole presidential thing. That's a uh, that's stoking the flame of the of the old brain right there. That's interesting. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, box of chocolates. We'll wrap things up. We'll take a preview of tomorrow's show as uh, we get through a Monday right here on Cincy 360 on Cincinnati Sports Station, ESPN, 1530. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.